for virtualsheetmusic.com. Um, so today's uh, video, well, there's been a couple um, of people who have asked me about this. I don't, uh, not necessarily in these comments, um, but uh, uh, some issues about the bowhold. Um, I think need to be clarified. Um, uh, you know, you can look at uh, so many different cellists and their bowholds, and it seems like that there's um, a lot of uh, differences. Um, and uh, there are, uh, but, but there's also a lot of similarities if you look really carefully. Uh, for example, something I, I like to frequently do for, for students is um, put together uh, a, a series of clips uh, from, from YouTube from different angles of different performers to show what certain things in the bowhold uh, people have in common. Uh, now I'll start off with the by far the most controversial one, and that's uh, the, the, whether the thumb the left hand, uh, sorry, the right hand thumb needs to be straight, or whether it needs to be curved. Now, this I think actually depends uh, quite a bit on your uh, your own physiology, um, but uh, I do think that in general, uh, just based upon the research that I've done, in general, most of the great cellists of the past and of the present uh, use a, a straight thumb. Um, there's a couple of examples, no, notable examples of people who use a crooked uh, thumb, crook, well, I shouldn't say crooked, I should say a bent thumb, like this, where the bow is, you can kind of see there on the, where, where the, the thumb is bent that way. Um, uh, one would be uh, Leonard Rose, um, he was a pretty famous exponent of this, and the idea is, is that the thumb needs to be bent, you can kind of see there, it needs to be bent, in order for it to be able to flex back and forth like that. I don't know if you can if you can see that there the you know during the bow change the thumb needs to flex. Now um, I personally find this to be a, an incredibly complicated motion. Um, I don't think that this is actually uh, something that most of us uh, can do. I think I think Leonard Rose could do this because the ratio of length between his thumb, the length of his thumb, and the length of his fingers allowed him to do this. Same with Tortelier. Tortelier was another one that taught this. Uh, but even when you watch him play, there's certain angles where you can see actually he's using really more of a straight thumb. Now, the the vast majority of performers, uh, Rostropovich and Yo-Yo Ma included, um, uh, use a straight thumb. Uh, Steven Isserlis, uh, as far as I can tell, uses a straight thumb. Um, uh, there's uh, uh, Pierre Fournier, again, as far as I can tell, the, the, the video image quality is a little bit uh, fuzzy, but uh, um, there's clips where it looks like that he's using a straight thumb. Um, and if, you know, even if they're not, then it's pretty close to one, and it probably has something to do with, you know, just the, the shape of their thumb. For example, thumb, some people's thumbs bend back quite a bit, like mine. You can see mine bends back a lot if you can see that there. Some people's thumbs bend back only to there. I had a student once where this was a straight thumb, where it actually was bent, and actually that was, that was, his, that was his thumb being you know, bent back as far as it could, was about there. So that's why I say it really depends on your individual physiology, but I think it's best in what I teach from the very beginning with beginners and also with any new students that I get, what I teach is a straight thumb. Now the reason why I teach a straight thumb is because I think that the straight thumb is actually the best way to do two things. It's the best way for the thumb to work as a pivot point. Now it needs to be able to pivot back and forth like this. And by having more of the flesh of the thumb instead of the tip interacting with the bow, well like I said it does two things because that, that's actually what you need here for, for a straight thumb is you need more of the flesh 
uh, encountering. And again, maybe I should get up here so you can see this and show this closely here. Uh, so, so you can see here from this angle, that's kind of what my bow hold ends up looking like. You can see it from that angle as well, where the thumb is uh, pretty much straight. So that's that's what it is. So as you can see here, if I put if I use the the tip of my thumb, then I'm able to get that curved thing like that. And if I use more of the flesh of my thumb, then I'm able to get the the straighter thumb like that. Now, so like I was saying, so I'm I'm jumping around here. Like I was saying, the straighter thumb it allows you to pivot so that you can pivot back and forth in the bow change like that and get this real good flexibility. It's a lot easier for it to pivot around there. This, I find actually that this locks me up. It's very difficult for me to go from this position to unlock the thumb to get it to there and then to bring it back. Let me show that. That's kind of the idea of that motion. And some people may be able to do this very well, but again, I, I personally don't, don't teach that uh, because I've, I've had many students now who have developed this kind of flexibility uh, from having a straight thumb. Now, there's, there's another big plus, and this plus may be a bigger one, and that's just overall comfort. Um, really, if you take this part of the bow, which you can see this, this kind of this edge here, which is where we're supposed to put our thumbs, this is where I recommend you putting your thumb as well. Um, if you put the tip of your thumb right into that, like that, you can maybe see it a little bit better from there. Right, in, right into there. This is very painful, and maybe some of you who use a, a curved thumb have experienced this pain before in the tip of your thumb, or after playing for, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour or something, there's a, almost a kind of a dead, or almost a numb feeling, or even worse, a sharp pain in the tip of the thumb. And this is just pure physics at work here. I mean, this is, you know, why, uh, um, you know, any sort of uh, sharp point um, you know, going into something has, has an ability to kind of break through. The bow has that kind of a sharp, you know, uh, even if it's, even if it's, uh, some people even grind that part down there, but even if it is ground down a little bit, it doesn't really make that much of a difference because you're still having to force your thumb, the tip of your thumb, into this very tough place. Whereas if you put, I'll show it this way again, that was helpful. Now if you put, you see now the fleshy part of the thumb on there, then you're spreading, you're almost kind of spreading the pain around, so to speak. You know, you're, you're, you're covering a much bigger surface area, and it's a much more padded surface for you to contact the bow. And this actually, I think, is, is even something that allows even more freedom in the bow in terms of how, you move, how you're able to move your fingers and, and the whole motion of, of, of the whole bow. Um, mainly because, you know, this... Sorry, I'm getting off track here. But this... Uh, the, the thumb, the cushioning of the thumb, that way, that kind of soft feeling of the thumb, allows you to grip the bow less. You know, you can just, you can hold the bow more naturally that way. Oh, I just thought of two more cellists that have the straight thumb. They were very clearly straight thumb people, both, both Piatigorsky, Gregor Piatigorsky and Emmanuel Feuermann. Both of them were, were also used a straight thumb, and that's very clearly evident in, in even some of those older videos. Um, uh, that, that you can see on, on YouTube in the, in the, the Dvorak Rondo that Feuermann has up. Um, it's very, very clearly a, a, a straight thumb and all the videos of Piatigorsky that are up, there's plenty of really great camera angles showing that they're using straight thumbs. 
So it, it does seem to me that the majority of people do use straight thumbs. Um, and uh, while I don't think that that should be a hard and fast rule for everyone, I, I think I'd say for 95% of us, that probably is uh, the way that we should play and the way that we should first start approaching the instrument. Um, and then if you're not able to pivot, like if your thumb is, is really way too long that you do need to bend it in some way, you can't bend it back that way, of course, but if you need to bend it that way a little bit in order to get more flexibility, do it. The point is, is to always try to go for this, uh, this flexibility, as much of it as, as you can get. <laughs> straight thumb gets that to you, which it does for me and it has for many, many of the great performers, then I think probably we should do it. Okay, now, so how to really get this straight thumb? Well, a really good thing to do, good exercise to do, is to actually hold the bow at the point of balance and to practice this way. Uh, play some scales or uh, just kind of play back and forth and get the feeling of this in your hand. The reason why this works is, is because there's no place to really put the tip of your thumb there. You see, there's this nice little spot on the bow. You know, the <laughs> gotta keep keep getting up here. There's this nice spot in the bow here, right there, where you can kind of drive that thumb in it if you're using that uh, if you're using that bent thumb like that. But here, just on the stick, is it's kind of difficult to do that. It feels pretty awkward. So it feels more natural just to kind of hold it like that. That's a good way to practice. And then eventually what you do is, is that you work your way back. So you practice a little bit holding the bow there. play, And then you eventually work your way all the way back here. And then, you know, there's your bow hole. And you're all set. So, another thing that I'm sure you've probably seen in some of my videos, I don't do this all the time, but I use my pinky quite a bit. Uh, it's, uh, I know it's a little bit of a violin trick, and maybe that's blasphemy. I, I don't know, but it really helps for certain things like string crossings. Um, I didn't really get a chance to talk about this in my uh, the, the very first video I did for virtualsheetmusic.com, the, the one on the, the Bach. Uh, on the, the, the prelude to the first Bach suite. Um, but these string crossings actually are pretty manageable if you're able to use that pinky. What, what you end up being able to control is this level really well, independently of the wrist and of the arm, that you can control it just in the fingers. So all these string crossings, I can really control well with the pinky. And there's a lot of different, you know, uh, examples of that. But, so again, the pinky is it's not something that's critical. There's obviously plenty of cellists who don't use the pinky who do really well, but you might want to try it. Uh, there's another thing it helps you with. It helps you actually to get pronated. Um, if, if this is always kind of your problem with your, with your bow hold, where you're always kind of slumping back in the hand like this, and you can't really get a lot of power, and there's no flexibility in the hand and all that, then practicing actually with that pinky up on top automatically gets you pronated. It's kind of hard to put the pinky on top and to do something, you know, do something like that. That's kind of tricky. So by putting that pinky on top, it gets you set in the right way so that you can be nice and quiet and get that nice full sound. So, so anyway, those are just a few things about the bow hole. Uh, I know this video 
It's a little bit long <laughs> and rambling. Uh, but uh, please, if you have any questions, leave them down there in the, in the comments. Um, uh, again, just to kind of wrap it up, I covered straight thumb versus crooked thumb and uh, talked a little bit about uh, the use of the pinky uh, in the cello bow hold. Um, and uh, again, please leave your comments, uh, any more suggestions for other videos. I love hearing them and uh, uh, might, even, might even do some of them. So uh, um, thank you again. Thank you for watching. And this has been uh, uh, Joseph Mendoz for virtualsheetmusic.com. Thank mm -hmm. you.